This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the latest edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey, and we uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I am Jason LaConfora at Jason LaConfora on Twitter. I have the honor and distinction of spending the next half hour or so with my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL talking uh, NFL football. And we will focus on the quarterback situations here since we last met with you guys. Uh, We've had some closure on some quarterback situations, and we'll also touch on Dak Prescott and our thoughts on that as well. Baldy has completed even more training camp tours since last week with a focus on uh, Green Bay and the Jets. We'll, we'll get his take on that. What does Baldy think of the rebuilt, completely rebuilt, basically, Kansas City Chiefs offensive line? And uh, we'll also hit on some uh, young players who have caught Baldy's eye during his travels. And we'll finish with um, a few thoughts about the Bengals and the Washington football team. But Baldy, quarterbacks, 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 yep. quarterbacks. Um We've seen in the last, what, 42 hours or 48 hours or so um, as we're recording this, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of things be stated stated officially. None of them surprise me, whether we're talking Trevor Lawrence. I mean, how could it not be Trevor Lawrence? Jameis Winston, who clearly uh, won that quarterback competition. Uh, Andy Dalton, the, the Bears have been telling us for five months, Dalton's their guy, and, and you know, that is uh, – that's signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, any surprises with oh, – and Teddy Bridgewater wins in yeah. Denver. Anything surprise you there? Not really. Not really. Except this, Jason. Like, you know, these quarterback competitions, first of all, they're very difficult to evaluate because really the only way – for example, let's go to Denver last week. Teddy Bridgewater started. He played very well. Um, but he played with the number one offensive line. You know, Garrett Bowles was out there and Dalton Reisner and, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, he's got a starting offensive line up there, and they protected him, and he played very well. I mean, he completely outplayed Drew Locke. Drew Locke comes in the game, Jason, with the number two offensive line. And the first two times he drops back, he gets sacked. And one of them is a sack fumble. And, like, he didn't have a chance. And, really, you saw something similar, really, on Monday night in New Orleans. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know, James goes out there and he's, you know, the receiver's away. Him, but he was, he was lights out good. But, you know, you got Ramchick on one side and, you know, you've got Turner and Armstead on the other side. And, you know, and then, you know, you put, you put the backup in and he's got the number two offense line in there. It doesn't look as good. And so the only way you can evaluate these guys is if you play them with your starting offensive line, your starting offense, but there's just limited reps there. And so, like I, like, I felt bad for Drew Locke. Like, he couldn't throw the ball down the field. Right. He didn't have time, you know, and Judy wasn't in the game and Hamler wasn't in the game. Like, you know, so, you know, look, I, I believe in Denver that they're going to end up playing both guys. Like, I just know Vic Fangio. And if Teddy Bridgewater is struggling in the second week of the season, like, he's not going to have any problem putting Drew Locke in the game. Like, he knows this is it for him. And I think he's got a really good defense. Really good. Yes. They're, they're going to be a top five defense. Yes. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to keep the score down a lot of games. And if if the quarterback isn't making plays that you got to make, 
he'll, he'll make the change. In New Orleans, like I thought, it, d- despite what Sean Payton said for five straight months, <laughs> like despite that, like it did, they're a better team if, you know, Teddy starts. And then they can have the role that, you know, Superman has played for the last three years. It, they're just a better team like that. And so, you know, I mean, it, Trevor was never in doubt. Um, you know, this Andy Dalton thing, I, I said, look, put Justin Fields in there with the number one offense. See what happens. You know, last week they were one for 15 on third and fourth downs. Like, neither quarterback could move the team. No, sir. But Justin Fields looked a lot better than Andy Dalton did. You know, they've got a, a really struggling offensive line. Um, receivers have been dropping passes. Uh, Justin Fields, like, it's not going to be very long mm-hmm. before he gets out there. No, um, I'd put my money on some point. In October, uh, to your initial point, Baldy, I think some of these coaches were telling us who they really liked by the way they stacked the deck. You know, I, I yeah. Sean Payton yeah. hasn't been able to push the ball downfield for three years, two and a half years, yeah. really, since Drew Brees' body started failing him a little bit. He's got this big armed guy to combine with the power run game. Now you got to defend all quadrants. Unless Jameis peed down his leg, I've been reporting the whole time, it's, it's going to be Jameis. The one in Denver. Vic Fangio at his core is risk averse, right? He wants to win with that top three defense. He wants yep. the offense. Just don't bleep it up. Play ball control. We'll carry the day on our side of the ball. And and yep. Drew Locke's got a little bit of that. He's got a little hero ball in him, right? Which he should because he's, he's a more athletic, younger, more spry quarterback. But I think Vic was kind of signaling all along that if Teddy just protected the football, we're going to try that first and we can always go to that other thing. And then in Chicago, it just was never a fair fight. They were never open to the idea of fields. They, they're they giving Andy Dalton $10 million. They got Foles sitting there making, what, $20 million guaranteed over two years. They were going to look at one of those guys before they went to the kid. Because if you start with the kid and he's not ready, and then it's like, well, why didn't you play the guy you paid $10 million to? And then you go back to the kid and he's a little shattered. Now everybody's getting fired. And they still yeah. might, but... You can't tell me that without with that O-line and with some of their offensive limitations that Justin Fields does not give them the best chance to win a football game from day one. Well, I mean, if if, if they end up starting Jason Peters at age 39 at left tackle, it, it tells you everything you need to know about just how bad it is. And, and I'm not here to dog Jason Peters, but we have seen the best of Jason Peters maybe, you know, circa 2018. So, you know, he's basically going through no offseason, no training camp, and you might, it might be your best option to put him out there. That's, I mean, that alone kind of tells you that Tevin Jenkins, you know, didn't work. And like all the stuff that they, all these plans they had, you know, have fallen through. And, you know, they're, they're struggling to put five guys up there that can play right now. Baldy, the last of the quarterback competitions, I'm using air quotes here in my uh, office. Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure why Urban Meyer felt the need to split snaps. I'm not sure why he felt the need to build this up as some big um, battle between Lawrence and Minshew. Obviously, the Trevor Lawrence is a potentially generational talent. Obviously, you'd had to go 1-15 and 15 to get him. And obviously, he's going to be, if healthy, your opening day starter. A lot of bizarre stuff continues to go down in Jacksonville. But had they declared anybody other than Trevor Lawrence the the, the opening day starter, I think people might have been fired before the season started. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, look, the, 
this whole Minshew mania and whatever, you know, they had going there for a little bit. I mean, these quarterbacks that come out of Mike Leach's system, and not just Mike, but there's a bunch of them. I mean, there are five wide receivers, Jason. How quickly can I get the ball out of my hands? How many completions can we get? Um, the short passing game is the running game. But, like, they're all wired the same way. And so you saw you saw it Monday night. You get, you know, Minshew outside the pocket, and he's running, and he's got an open receiver in the middle of the field. You know, maybe he hits him, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. If you ask, make him hold the ball and really read the high safety on a, you know whatever combination you run, like there's he's just going to struggle. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is such a better option. The one thing I'd say though, and I really studied Urban Meyer carefully on Monday night in New Orleans. I mean, first of all, on the other side, Sean Payton is the star. Yes. Okay, and that's not going to change. Like how he distributes the ball, how he spreads the field, what he asks the quarterback to do. I mean. He's the star. And I think Herb Meyer is watching that and he goes, okay, I got Daryl Bevel upstairs, Brian Schottenheimer. He's um, do I got the right guys? Like Trevor's like, he's got nowhere to go with the ball. Like he's holding it too long. Like why can't he get the ball out of his hands the way Jameis Winston got the ball out of his hands? Like I, I think they're going to – I think this, this coaching staff and what they're going to ask Trevor Lawrence to do is, is kind of too old school. Like, this guy is used to going up-tempo. Like, I just think, you know, that's what Urban's used to doing. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not so sure what they have there, Jason, is the right formula. Yep. Well, and they lose Travis Etienne, and Urban looks like he's going to have steam coming out of his ears during a game that, let's face it, really doesn't matter. Um, And I do think that there's – I'm with you, Baldy. I think there's already tension. I know there's already tension in that building. Um, and and some some sort of um, some angst between the the college guys and the pro guys in terms of the coaches and how that's going to work out, and ultimately, Baldy, Urban Meyer decided to keep that offensive line together and not upgrade yep. off a one and fifteen offensive line. In fact, double down and franchise Cam Robinson. I wonder if they may regret some of that. Well, you know, they drafted Walker Little, who started the other night in the second round. And Urban likes him, but he hadn't really played in two years. I mean, he started right. right away as a freshman at Stanford, but really was hurt a year, COVID situation last year. Like, he really hasn't played much football. Um, they were minus three starters the other night. You got to factor all that in. Cam Robinson wasn't out there. Um, but, you know, he he told me back in July that even though – you know, he had five starters coming back. He wasn't exactly thrilled by the five starters. So he's looking He's looking upgrade certain areas. And who knows when that happens. But I think this whole first year for Urban is to just evaluate his staff and what he's got. Because he knows right now he doesn't have enough speed on his team. Yeah. Like, he wanted Ohio State and Florida because they, they were faster than everybody else. Like he's and Jimmy Johnson went through the exact same thing in Dallas when he went there. And, you know, he he got he blew out his offense coordinator first year, brought North Turner in the second year. Like he like that's what Urban's looking at right now. And I don't know how many games they win. I don't think it matters. Like it, it, there, there's going to be a lot of changes. Made. Uh, indubitably, I agree. One other quarterback situation to touch on. Um, it is not uh, productivity. Related, it is injury related. Um, 
The Dallas Cowboys will continue to tell you from Jerry Jones on down. Nothing to see here with with Dak. It's it's fine. You know, we're 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 taking every precaution, but you know, we'll take the bubble wrap off from week one and away we go. Um, start planning the 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 you know the the Lombardi Trophy parade routes. Uh, I don't know, Baldy. I I've watched some of the footage from um hard knocks and said, boy, that seems suboptimal for a starting quarterback coming off a lost year and, and, you know, not really playing much football at all last year. And now he's got a shoulder on top of uh, the, 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 you know, everything, the lower body he was working through. I don't know about that offensive line being what it once was. And frankly, Baldy, I, I don't know that keeping him in bubble wrap at the end of the day, given all he's been through will be the well, best course of action. I don't know how, I don't know how in the world, um, in less than two weeks, Jason, we're, we're, we're taping this on August, what is it, 27th? Yeah, we're less than two weeks from the uh, Thursday August, night. Uh, August 27th. Yeah. We're, we're, they're 13 days away from kicking off this season. I saw him throw a ball, you know, this week. I haven't seen him throw a ball since July 27th. So he's, he's, he's been out of action for a month. He play, last played on October 13th. And people put these stats up there from last year, Jason. They forget they were getting beat 41-14 right. to Cleveland. They forget that they were down, I don't know, 37-10 to Atlanta, right. whatever it was. I mean, they had to throw the ball just to have a chance to, to get in these games. Like, this was all inflated numbers. Like, I, And I'm not here to knock Dak. But, like, how in the world is Dak going to miss a month of preseason scrimmages against the Rams, preseason games, didn't play since week five last year, and he's going up against the world champs with a guy in Todd Bowles mm. that can blitz as well as anybody in this business. And the last time we saw him, Patrick Mahomes running for his life all afternoon. Like I, I don't know how Dak personally can feel confident going into that game without playing. Like He should play in this last preseason game, Jason. He should play this weekend. I don't care. If, like Patrick Mahomes played a quarter and a half last week. He played week one. Like I, These guys got to play. They just do it. Yeah. What you're seeing in practice isn't a game. And so I, I just don't know how you build timing with C.D. Lamb or you see the field the way you got to see it without playing. Like, I just don't get it. One thing that, that caught my eye, for whatever it's worth, Baldy, there's a scene in Hard Knocks where um, it's Dak's birthday and, you yep. know, Zeke's got the cake for him. And I actually went back and rewound this. It's the first time I've used my DVR clicker Really, yeah. for anything other than a football play. Right. If you watch, Dak goes out of his way to switch the cake from his right hand to the left hand before he stuffs it wow. in Zeke's face. Wow. I saw that yeah. and was like, ah, that's not. He's a right-handed quarterback. He does that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I saw yeah, that yeah, and was yeah. like, that is, that can't be good. So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Dak or, I mean, I've seen everything I need to see from Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci and everybody else that's on that roster right now. Mm. Like, it's it's all Dak, like all 17, or you could just write the Cowboys yeah. off. I mean, that's yeah. just how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am with you. Well, well Baldy, we two, – Two other situations, though. Yeah. It is interesting what's going on in New England, Jason. Uh-huh. Uh, with, with Cam sort of not really in tune with COVID protocols. Yeah. And he's basically – He left the door open I mean, a little bit, didn't he? But it's basically a five-day suspension. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i not saying that 
Mac Jones can win the job. But Mac Jones can play in this league. Yes. All right. I mean, what he did to Philadelphia, what he's done to the Giants in practice this week, like he's he can carve you up. Now, I'm not saying that he can replace Cam um, and or anything like that, but he was drafted for a reason at number 15. Um, so is the door open? I, I, Belichick can't be taking this thing well, Jason. No. He can't. Um, and then, and then, really looking at Trey Lance, like you're not going to be able to keep him off the field. No, nope. like I got, I got riddled when I said they'll find a way to get Trey on the field week one, and I didn't say he was going to start over Jimmy Garoppolo. But he'll have but like, packages. Miles Shanahan's going to take yep. advantage of this kid's skill set, which is considerable, and so like they're going to find a way to get him on the field in some package, um, some way. Like he's thrown three touchdown passes. He's taken them on two minute drives. Like he's finished drives. Like, like he's 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 played pretty good yep. this preseason. And the one thing that the and I've I've said this thing over and over again, and really Kyle Shanahan echoed it this week, Jason. Like the ball's coming out hot. It's full. Everything's of a fastball. Yeah. It's all so like get ready for it, guys. Yeah. And it's Debo and it's you know it's Ayuk and it's Richie Jane. It's the whole group. They're all dropping passes. Because the ball's on him faster than it's ever been on him. So get used to it. Yep. Like, get on the judge machine. You got to know that this ball is going to come out hot, you know, and get ready for it. There was one throw he made in that two-minute drill where he rolled out and he threw a beautiful little parabola. He did arc one out. I'm trying to remember who he led. Yeah, put no, him he, right he in the bread basket. But, but, yeah, when he's in the pocket, man, and he's ready to throw, you better – you, you better be ready. I, yeah, I think he sees the field week one in some capacity. And, Baldy, my pet theory on the Mac Jones thing all along, having watched that pretty closely and seen him go against the Eagles, and even the way in the first preseason game, Belichick went out of his way to create a two-minute situation for him. I think he could be the guy when they need tempo, when they need rhythm, when they know they're going to be pass-happy in a two-minute situation, maybe in uh, just an end-of-the-half situation. I don't think they would have any reservations about going to Mac Jones there. No, no. I mean, I, I can see a, a dual quarterback situation playing. I can see it. You just see it. Cam knows what he's up against here. Like it's not like he can't like go, you know, and bury himself in the sand over it or get up. Like he knows the situation. He's been in that situation. Yeah. Um, he's seen it around the league. He's been there long enough. This is his uh, 11th year in this league. So you draft a guy that high, and he plays like he does. And they said that Wednesday's practice against the Giants, the best practice they've seen a quarterback have there since Brady in his prime. So, um, you know, he's he's he, he, he like I don't know if he even broke a sweat against the Eagles, like he made it look so easy the other night. Well, Baldy definitely wanted to get some of your impressions about some yeah. non-quarterbacks. You, you've you've made quite a journey at this point. You've seen a lot of things. We're just talking Patriots. Um, I, I know there's some kids on the Bills, among others, who stood out for you. When I got to Bills camp, the first thing I noticed was, my God, this this team is big up front. You know, they went from being, to me last year, kind of squatty, maybe maybe athletic, maybe leverage guys, but but not size. Well, you look at you look at what they added in the first couple picks of the draft now, plus you get Star Lotelele back, that all of a sudden there's some beef up there. Well, there's beef in their size. I mean, Gregory Rousseau now, I mean, what he did at Penny Sewell, I mean, he just, you know, he had his way um, week one. Last week, like he's got, 
he's got power. He's got length, tremendous length, you know, and he knows how to use it. And I know he only played one year at Miami, didn't play last year. I know that. But that guy has got real – he's got real skill. Yeah. Like, there, there he's and, – and this isn't just preseason, you know, a menage, uh, a menagerie. I mean, this is real. Uh, this guy's going to add some thump to this pass rush of Buffalo. He might not start, might not need to start. But he's going to be in the rotation when they're getting after quarterbacks. And, you know, they their last time we saw him, Patrick Mahomes carved him up. Yep. And, you know, to Brandon – you know, to bring to Brandon Bean and and to uh, you know to that group in Buffalo, more power to them. They saw the weakness against Kansas Double City. Down. They yeah. said we got to we have to address it. And then in the second round, they drafted his Carlos Basham out of Wake Forest, who could have easily come out after 2019. He stayed another year. He's a polished pass rusher. He could go inside at a three technique and defense tackle. He could play outside. He's a very polished pass rusher. It showed up in both preseason games. I think Buffalo's going to get a real lift from both these kids. Yeah, and, and there was a buzz about A.J. Epineza as well when I was there. Saying yeah, he, he's found his well. weight, right? He's found what works for him in the NFL, the body type, the weight. Um, I, I have a feeling they're going to unlock him this year too. You know, uh, it takes these guys a year to figure it out. And so, you know, maybe Rousseau and, and Basham, maybe they're not, uh, you know, 10-sack guys this year. But I, I, they, they look more now. But A.J., I think, you know, he's always been a power rusher. Um, you know, I, I think he's really worked on some of his moves and his stabs. Like, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a totally different player this year, like you said. Uh, Baldy, you were uh, out in Green Bay for some Packers uh, yeah. Jets stuff. Any takeaways from there? Well, they're, they're a really good football team. They're really good. I mean – you know, I, I was talking to Mercedes Lewis. First of all, you talk to Mercedes. Like, I love you think him. you're talking to the starting right tackle. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's very few tight ends that can block like yep. he can. Um, you know, they're a tight end based offense. They got a bunch of them. Tanyan, Sternberger, they got a bunch. Um, they've got elite players everywhere. I mean, Aaron Jones is back, paid. He's ready to go. You know, Devontae is as good as anybody in this business. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was just completely locked in. In fact, it was interesting just looking at the Jets and looking at Green Bay after these practices up there. You know, there's Zach Wilson talking to Aaron Jones for 20 minutes after each practice. You know, there's uh, Michael Carter talking to Aaron Jones at running back. You know, there's the entire receiving core of the Jets talking to Devontae Adams about releases. I mean, you know, you, you, you go through them and you look at the defensive line as Darius and Preston and you know, the guys that they have, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, throughout throughout the entire team, they've got really good players. The, the one question mark they have is really at center right now and, and maybe at one guard. But, you know, they've got bodies. They've got competition. Um, they're, they're just an impressive team about how they go about their business. The Jets um, on that side of things, Baldy, I, I just finished a column today. You know, sometimes – you can watch a team through August and, and you already get a feel that man, like it's just, whether it's bad juju, bad luck, just in uh, the fact that the jets really haven't seen to have much luck in general since, uh, you know, they had their, their run with Rex there for a few years, but you start looking at those injuries, right. And specifically where they're coming and, 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 and how vital 
pass rush and, you know, left tackle. Awesome. Man, that's massive. Just made me sick. I mean, it really did. I mean, he was having a great camp. He's a great kid. He got paid. Like, the uh, the defense was perfect for him. Like, it was just a gut punch, man, to see that the Achilles go down. They knew it popped right away. Makai's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he got dinged this week against uh, the Eagles in practice. He's too, you know, he's, he's 20 pounds overweight. I love Makai. Yeah. But he's too heavy. It leads to a lot of other issues. Like, he's got to mature. He's got to take this thing serious. You know, he, he's got to play at a certain weight. And if he can do that, him and Vera Tucker is going to be a really good player. Um, they got some battles going on. Morgan Moses, George Fine. Like, it has – but the one thing, the quarterback is pretty good, Jason. Mm-hmm. And he's got a true number one in Corey Davis. You know, like, they haven't had that type of relationship between quarterback and receiver and I don't know how long. Um, that looks good. This kid, Elijah Moore, looks really good. Um, Jameson Crowder. Like, I think offensively, th- they're going to look all right. They're going to score some points this year. They're not going to be the last offense. They won't be anywhere near it. I think they're going to be pretty good on that side of the ball. Um, yeah. Well, that, that division, I think everybody else in that division is better as well. So, um, things might be uh, – Jets might have their work cut out for them. Uh, I know you have some thoughts on the Chiefs as well, who you've had a chance to look at now, Baldy. Uh, it can be a little bit of a risk when you're, you're really swapping out essentially an entire position group the way they are the offensive line. But I know Andy Reid would tell you if you brought that up to him, did you watch the Super Bowl? So yeah. obviously change was going to be in the air. I'm a big Orlando Brown Jr. guy. I know you're a big Orlando Brown Jr. guy. Now he's a full-time left tackle. Um, what what are some of your thoughts about that revamp line? Well, I, I saw him yesterday uh, and studied them against Arizona. They played a lot. They played deep into the second quarter, including the quarterback. But they're going to line up Zeus and Tooney, uh, two rookies, and Creed Humphrey. We'll see if uh, Trey Smith out of Tennessee might be a steal in the sixth round. Um, they've gotten two starters in the sixth round before. Uh, and then this Lucas Niang, who sat out last year but was a third-round pick out of TCU, uh, they looked really good. <laughs> they, just, they just looked good, um, including the rookies. Uh, and, and they had to upgrade the center position. It was not a strength. Um, but they looked, they looked good. They looked good against Arizona. I know it's preseason. But they played Cleveland week one. They're going to see Miles Garrett and Genevian. So they'll yep. get a good test. But Zeus doesn't back down to Miles Garrett. He's played him before yes. a bunch of times uh, when when uh, when he would come over to the right side. Uh, he looks like he just knows how to play, Jason. He just knows how to play the position. They're actually putting some Raven plays in, you know, uh, kind of pulling them and mm-hmm. some counter OTs and stuff they did in Baltimore, which he's really good at. Um, I – I think it's a big upgrade over what they had last year. Obviously, the Super Bowl was a disaster after the injuries. But I, I'm i impressed. I'm impressed by what I saw, and I think they're only going to get better. A couple of final uh, teams wanted to hit you on, Baldy, because I know you've spent some time with them as well. Uh, Cincinnati and the Washington football team. Yeah. With the Bengals, when I was there, and I think it's still kind of been the case, the defense was 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 bowing up and and the questions were being asked to the offense uh, and and they were starting to feel like, you know what, we have guys on this side of the ball who want to be here. 
Um, we're, we're, we, we've got some guys back from a year ago. Uh, we, we have a couple of blue chippers that, you know, maybe are giving us the basis of um, a foundation to, to finally get back to respectability on that I, side I, of the ball. I spent some time with Zach Taylor last Friday. I uh, did the Cincinnati Washington game. I like Zach Taylor. Me too. Um, I like him a lot, man. He, uh, I think he's got a good, I think he's got a good team. I think he's got a very good defense. I mean, watch Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson come off the edge and DJ reader back healthy and picking up Ogan Joby and drafting Tyler Shelvin. I mean, up front, they should be good. Now this kid that they really like that they drafted out of Texas, Joseph Asai, I don't, yeah. it, it doesn't look good for no. him right now. And he yeah. really showed that that's too bad, but, you know, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson at linebacker are solid. Um, you know, if they – Cheeto is just a pro. Uh, he was in Dallas. I mean, he's an upgrade at corner. Um, everybody knows Jesse Bates can play. Oh, Von yeah. Bell is yeah. solid. You know, they they draft, You know, they picked up Mike Hilton from Pittsburgh. He's just a natural slot corner. He's a tough guy, good tackler, good blitzer. Uh, you know, Trey Wayans can stay healthy uh, at corner. I mean, they got a chance defensively. To really be very good, and I and I watched Joe Burrow throw the ball last last Friday night for about an hour before the game, and he looked really good. He wanted to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's going to play yep. this weekend. Uh, he's got some newfangled, you know, me, like metallic brace on that knee. Uh, he looked good. Uh, you know, I, they they got a chance. I mean, we'll, we'll see how the offense line comes together. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of guys. They got guys. We'll see if they can get, you know, if they really play well together. Um, but I like what Cincinnati's doing. And, and, and on the other side, Washington, um, just talking to Ron Rivera before the game, he's very honest about his team. He told me, he goes, Paulie, we're, we got good players, really good players in a lot of positions. You know, I, I have no idea for a good team. Like, I don't ask me how many wins. Don't, just don't do it. I don't know. And I, I think a lot of coaches, if they were honest like Ron, just comfortable in their own skin. Like they'd probably say the same thing. You got to go play some games and, you know, see if, and I was talking to Ryan Fitzpatrick about this um, before the game, you know, you, every, every and Brady has said this all off season. Uh, you, you never bring back the same team at some point, either your team is going to click and come together, Jason at some point, or it's not. And I think that's the case with Washington. I, I think they could easily win 10 or 11 games. But maybe they struggle too. I mean, and maybe they're up and down, and you know, who knows? But they, they're going to be a better team than yep. seven and nine last year. Yep. I, I just don't know how many more wins they're going to get. Yeah, I, I I fancy them in that division. I I know you're relatively bullish on them as well from when we did the divisional breakdowns. Um, but yeah, they I mean new quarterback, some some tweaks to the system. Um, you you never you never quite know. But I, I I'm with you. I think they're a better team than than a year ago. And I think they have a lot of ascending players um, who maybe haven't played their position as long as you'd like, ideally, but with a regular preseason this year versus last year, you know, Logan Thomas and Gibson and some of these guys, uh, I, I think there's, there's some gains to be made. Um, well, Baldy, when we next catch up, it will be on uh, yeah. basically a, a one week out from the start of this whole thing. Uh, getting started, and uh, we we it's here, man. It it's here, and well, you know, the cutdowns are going to be happening. The rosters are going to be getting trimmed by the time we meet the next time, Jason. 
We'll see, you know, what teams will really feel like about their talent. If some of these guys released, get picked up. Like, there'll be some, a lot of transactions. Oh, yeah. Larry. You know, and uh, we'll, we'll take a look at some of these last preseason games. Joe Burrow will take a look, uh, you know, what he looks like and maybe a couple other teams around the league. I'm, I've been impressed by Tua so far yep. in Miami. I want to see this defense being led by Micah Parsons is really going to be interesting in Dallas. So there'll be a lot to talk about when we meet next time. There always is. We appreciate you guys listening, as always, to Baldy's Breakdowns. Please let us know what you think. Hit me up at Jason Lockenfor on Twitter. Hit Baldy up at Baldy NFL. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Give us feedback. Spotify, iTunes, the Odyssey app, wherever you guys get your podcast uh, goodness. And uh, we look forward to reconvening next week. We've all got football fever. It is almost finally here. Enjoy these preseason finales and we will chat with you guys next week.